The Red Pyramid, Chapter 38 The House is in the House It was a fight till the death, and I felt great. Every move was perfect. Every strike was so much fun, I wanted to laugh out loud. Seth grew in size until he was larger than me, and his iron staff the size of a boat's mast. His face would flicker, sometimes human, sometimes the feral maw of the Seth animal. We clashed sword against staff and sparks flew. He pushed me off balance and I smashed into one of his animal statues, which toppled to the floor and broke. I regained my balance and charged, my blade biting into a chink of Seth's shoulder guard. He howled as black blood seeped from the wound. He swung his staff and I rolled the strike before it could split my head. His staff cracked the floor instead. We fought back and forth, smashing pillars and walls with chunks of the ceiling falling around us, until I realized Sadie was yelling to get my attention. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw her trying to shield Zia and Amos from the destruction. She'd drawn a hasty protective circle on the floor, and her shields were deflecting the falling debris. But I understood why she was worried. Much more of this and the entire throne room would collapse, crushing all of us. I doubted it would hurt Seth much. He was probably counting on that. He wanted to entomb us. I had to get him into the open. Maybe if I gave Sadie time, she could free Dad's coffin from the throne. Then I remembered how Bass had described her fight with Apophis, grappling with the enemy for eternity. Yes, Horace agreed. I raised my fist and channeled a burst of energy toward the air vent above us, blasting it open until red light once again poured through. Then I dropped my sword and launched myself at Seth. I grabbed his shoulders with my bare hands, trying to get him into a wrestler's hold. He attempted to pummel me, but his staff was useless at close range. He growled and dropped the weapon and grabbed my arms. He was much stronger than I was, but Horace knew some good moves. I twisted and got behind Seth, my forearm slipping under his arm and grabbing his neck in a vise. We stumbled forward, almost stepping on Sadie's protective shields. Now we've got him, I thought. What do we do with him? Ironically, it was Amos who gave me the answer. I remember how he turned me into a storm, overcoming my sense of self by sheer mental force. Our minds had had a brief battle, but he had imposed his will with absolute confidence, imagining me as a storm cloud. And that's what I'd become. You're a fruit bat, I told Seth. No, his mind yelled. But I had surprised him. I could feel his confusion and I used it against him. It was easy to imagine him as a bat, since I'd seen Amos become one when he was possessed by Seth. I pictured my enemy shrinking growing leathery wings and an even uglier face. I shrank too, until I was a falcon with a fruit bat in my claws. No time to waste. I shot toward the air vent, wrestling with the bat as we spun in circles up the shaft, slashing and biting. Finally, we burst into the open, reverting to our warrior forms on the side of the, on the, side of the red pyramid. I stood unsteadily on the slope, my avatar shimmering with damage along the right arm. 
my own right arm was cut and bleeding in the same spot. Seth rose, wiping black blood from his mouth. He grinned at me, and his face flickered with the snarl of a predator. You can die knowing you made a good effort, Horace. But it's much too late. Look. I gazed out over the cavern, and my heart crawled into my throat. The army of demons had engaged a new enemy in battle. Magicians, dozens of them, had appeared in the loose circle around the pyramid and were fighting their way forward. The House of Life must have gathered all its available forces, but they were pathetically few against Seth's legions. Each magician stood inside a moving protective circle, like a spotlight beam, wading through the enemy with staff and wand glowing. Flames, lightning, and tornadoes ripped through the demon host. I spotted all kinds of summoned beasts. Lions, serpents, sphinxes, and even some hippos charging through the enemy like tanks. Here and there, hieroglyphs glowed in the air, causing explosions and earthquakes that destroyed Seth's forces. But more demons just kept coming, surrounding the magicians in deeper and deeper ranks. I watched as one magician was completely overwhelmed, his circle broken in a flash of green, and he went under the enemy wave. This is the end of the house, Seth said with satisfaction. They cannot prevail as long as my pyramid stands. The magicians seemed to know this. As they got closer, they sent fiery comets and bolts of lightning towards the pyramid, but each blast dissipated harmlessly against its stone slopes, consumed in the red haze of Seth's power. Then I spotted the golden capstone, Four snake-headed giants had retrieved it and were carrying it slowly but steadily through the melee. Seth's lieutenant, face of horror, shouted orders to them, lashing them with a whip to keep them moving. They pressed forward until they reached the pyramid's base and began to climb. I charged towards them, but Seth intervened in an instant, placing himself in my path. I don't think so, Horace, he laughed. He won't ruin this party. We both summoned our weapons to our hands and fought with a renewed ferocity, slicing and dodging. I brought my sword down in a deadly arc, but Seth ducked aside and my blade hit stone, sending a shockwave through my whole body. Before I could recover, Seth spoke a word. Howie! Strike. The hieroglyph exploded in my face and sent me tumbling down the side of the pyramid. When my vision cleared, I saw a face of horror and the snake-headed giants far above me, lugging their golden load up the side of the monument, only a few steps from the top. No, I muttered. I tried to rise, but my avatar form was sluggish. Then out of nowhere, a magician catapulted into the midst of the demons and unleashed a gale of wind. Demons went flying, dropping the capstone, the magician struck it with his staff, stopping it from sliding. The magician was Des Jardins. His forked beard and robes and leopard skin cape were singed with fire, and his eyes were full of rage. He pressed his staff against the capstone, and its golden shape began to glow. But before Des Jardins could destroy it, Seth rose up behind him and swung his iron rod like a baseball bat. Desjardins tumbled, broken and unconscious, all the way down the pyramid, 
disappearing into the mob of demons. My heart twisted. I'd never liked this, Durdens, but no one deserved a fate like that. Annoying, Seth said, but not effective. This is what the house of life has reduced itself to, eh, Horace? I charged up the slope, and again our weapons clanged together. We fought back and forth as gray light began to seep through the cracks in the mountains above us. Horace's keen senses told me we had about two minutes until sunrise, maybe less. Horace's energy kept surging through me. My avatar was only mildly damaged, my attack still swift and strong, but it wasn't enough to defeat Seth, and Seth knew it. He was in no hurry. With every minute, another magician went down on the battlefield, and Chaos got closer to winning. Patience, Horace urged. We fought him for seven years the first time. But I knew we didn't have seven minutes, much less seven years. I wish Sadie were here. I could only hope she'd manage to free Dad and keep Zia and Amos safe. That thought distracted me. Seth swept his staff at my feet, and instead of jumping, I tried to back up. The blow cracked against my right ankle, knocking me off balance and sending me somersaulting down the pyramid's side. Seth laughed. Have a nice trip. Then he picked up the capstone. I rose, groaning, but my feet were like lead. I staggered up the slope, but before I'd even closed half the distance, Seth placed the capstone and completed the structure. Red light flowed down the sides of the pyramid with a sound like the world's largest bass guitar, shaking the entire mountain and making my whole body go numb. 30 seconds to sunrise, Seth yelled with glee, and this land will be mine forever. You can't stop me alone, Horace, especially not in the desert, the source of my strength. You're right, said a nearby voice. I glanced over and saw Sadie rising from the air vent, radiant with multicolored light, her staff and wand glowing. Except Horace is not alone, she said, but we're not going to fight the desert. She struck her staff against the pyramid and shouted a name, the last three words I'd ever expect to hear utter as a battle cry.